Welcome everybody to Biting the Bullet. This is episode motherfucking 10. Goddamn right. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag not a militia. Hashtag Chloe Kardashian a podcast. Setting fire to the blunt of allowable opinion. And hashtag the, fighting mongooses. Yeah, the home of the fighting mongooses. The home of the fight. <laughs> The home of the fighting mongoose. Because we don't have a leadership because we're all, you know, pretty close to anarchists. Yeah, we get so. too pissed about Yeah. You're not my we don't dad. have leaders. We you're just, not my dad. You're not my dad. We're, we're, we're a direction agency. We're, we're a direction militia. We're just going to take all that energy and just let you flow it out of your own private enterprise. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just be like, Luke seems like he knows what he's doing today. I'm going to follow what he says. <laughs> he, Jared, Jared's going hunting. I'm just going to go see what he's up to, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because we all suck and nobody wants to make any decisions. <laughs> this is how the boogaloo would go. This is how the uh, guys, are we gonna attack that today? Oh, I'm fucking hungover, bro. What do you mean we're gonna attack something today? I guess I could pop off a few shots. All right. Dude, you want to pop shot them and laugh because they have to get up at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and, then, and then immediately walk away and go back to sleep as we're, as we're drunk as shit. <laughs> Half or half the fighting mongooses are high on cocaine. They're like, "Hey, let's go pop shot him real quick." Dude, and, trying and run to run away, trying to shoot the guy in the portajon, beaten off at three in the morning, <laughs> just looking for that glow of his laptop light in the portajon. See, this is why. It's actually, wait, wait, wait. It's actually me in the portajon because <laughs> I I wanted to I feel like turn, I was in the field again. I only get turned on in portajons. <laughs> if oh I don't smell rotting four week old shit, I'm I'm. I'm not hard. Hey, there's our shit story. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, there's my poop story. Like, you beat off in a three-week-old Porta John's been cooking 120-degree weather wearing three fucking layers of body armor. Man, it's it not, get, there's no other experience just, like that. It just gets you to a certain place where you're just like... Yeah, dude. It's a, you're, it's almost, you're almost passing out because you can't fucking breathe, so then you're basically like, all having an autoerotic uh, like asphyxiation. Without having yeah, to without having yourself. to choke myself, I'm just beating off. I'm just, well, I'm just beating off and dying from heat exhaustion at the and same then, time. And then you're like resting your throat against the back of your sappies. Yeah, so you're dude. kind of just like choking yeah, yourself. Yeah, you're kind of choking yourself with your own body armor. You're fucking kind of leaning up against your rifle with your barrel like poked into the corner. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We purposely didn't drink water that day so you're a little bit heat, heat exhaustion's <laughs> kicking in. It's great. It's a great feeling. But dude, yeah, dude, real quick, real quick story. When we were in the field, there was this guy that saw a portage on that was like 250 meters away and we weren't doing anything for like the next seven hours and he looked at that that far away and he's like I'm gonna go jerk off I'll be right back and he <laughs> jerked off and he's like, I was like damn dude you were, you were there for like ten minutes he's like it's been like a week bro <laughs> dude that's the military alright I think that's uh, that's our that's there's a- our humor <laughs> intro to what's going to Probably be a more. I don't think it's going to be a super serious discussion, but it'll I mean, be a more a, serious episode. It's a very serious topic that we take very lightly because it's the only way we know how to deal with it. Yeah, dude, I'm <laughs> going to talk about my friends killing themselves. Yeah, it's a lot more yeah. fun than talking about my friends killing myself. Yeah, dude. No, I'm going <laughs> to talk about my friends shooting themselves in the face. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about great. today. It's way better. It's yeah, way dude. better. That sounds way better. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yeah, today we're going to be uh, talking about veteran suicide, and I, I guess we'll, we'll probably go more into like why it's such a, a, a thing in the military, you know, active duty and veteran compared to civilian world. I, I, I guess that's kind of where we're going with this, right? Dude, I think it's like... And why it's like an indoctrination... Well, because like, the basis of our podcast is, you know, being anti-government, and I feel like this is a very easy thing to be anti-government, but... It, it's kind of like specific to military, which is another reason why we started this podcast. We wanted to reach out to 
you know, more of our military minded friends or, or the people that were in the military with regardless of yeah, what branch. Yeah, we need, I want fucking trigger pullers when the boogaloo happens. <laughs> yes. I need all my trigger pullers. Can and you? I need you not to kill yourself. So I need you to listen to this. Yes. And I, I want to preface all of this with, please don't, man. Don't, don't, don't become another fucking statistic in a government database. That's not worth it, bro. Because that's all we are. Like right if now. there's something to live for, don't be a government statistic. Yeah. Don't be another fucking goddamn political ploy for some dickhead lizard person to gain votes by talking about how you fucking offed yourself in some stupid election. Yeah. We, we tell Jared that every day. Pretty much, man. That's what keeps me going. I gotta be reminded. <laughs> but yeah, so like, so uh, some, I guess I'll, I'll start off with you know, there's there's some varying statistics out there right now about what is the actual rates and things like that. And we were just talking about it before the show, and uh, you know, the the original is like the big twenty two a day. Um, it's not quite accurate anymore. That was originally based off of a a study that only had about 15 states in it, not including Texas and California, which is where a large majority of veterans um, go after the military. Uh, the statistic now is 20 a day, so two less a day, but, you know, it got opened up to all 50 states, so yeah. who's the real winner here? <laughs> right. but, yeah. Jesus so <laughs> so it's, it's, it's about 20 a day, and then you have, you, think- have, you have a very high majority of that being... Uh, you, it doesn't even include active duty. That's just veterans. Yeah. And active duty is significantly higher than civilian rate. Oh, yeah. And then veteran is significantly higher than both. Actually, yeah. I think it's higher per capita or per 100,000 people than both of them combined in all groups. So you're separating it by age uh, and sex. I think... Uh... I think be, the the reason for that, the reason veterans themselves, people out that have gotten out of the military, are so much higher, is that the biggest problem with being a veteran, and this is something that we were able to defeat oh, yeah. with us being around each other, yeah. is that your your fucking cultures rebuilt. You, like you have a whole different culture, you have a whole different attitude that's been built up for the last four, five, six, eight fucking years, and so then you get out. And the majority, the vast, vast, vast majority of people around you have no goddamn fucking clue what you've thought, felt, or fucking experienced for the last fucking four years of your life. You went from 18 to 22, and then that's it. They don't understand it. They don't get the mentality. They, I mean, they'll sit there and thank you for your service and ask if you've ever killed anybody. But outside of that... They fucking don't care and either don't care or just too ignorant to understand. So while being in the military, you're fucking surrounded by a bunch of people that think like you, that act like you, that work through you, that know your experiences, that know how you're feeling. Then you get out and the vast majority of veterans, at least in my experience, I haven't actually looked at that statistically, is in my experience, the guys that wind up going back from fucking home and like living in their parents' house again and because of the just going trying to, to school – and everything like that, I think those motherfuckers are the ones that, that fuck themselves the worst. They're going back to their shitty little fucking hometown. Dude, it's so hard to with all, your parents, right, when you first get out. Oh, fuck. I fucking, dude, I can't, like, it makes me uncomfortable to be around my parents sometimes. My dad, not so much, because he's an army vet. But, like, ah, fuck, man. I got, like... Like, I fucking love my parents. My I love parents, my parents to death. My dad. parents are fucking awesome. But, love, like, sometimes it's just awkward. Yeah. And, like, 
like my ideal my ideals from before the Marine Corps and then after the or during the Marine Corps and then after the Marine Corps have changed so radically so quickly and yeah. like and it's just like the shit that you go through in the military like regardless of going to war or not going to war like it's just it's just so you have to put yourself in such a different mindset yeah. like you you ever like remember when uh, like we, we were stationed in 29 together mm-hmm. remember we come here and then hang out with like your high school friends oh yeah remember how weird that was yeah like and oh super, god dude it, they were, like, they were, that they, makes me want to kill myself <laughs> well honestly dude it was like well and some they were super nice guys yeah they were cool guys and, and they were like, cool when we got along but yeah. it was just like there was just a clear disconnect yeah and then, 100% like, I mean when we first started hanging out like the, at the beginning of the weekend, like, because we hang out probably mo- most of the weekend with them. Yeah. And it was fine. You know, we were just guys out drinking, you know, trying to find girls. Like, that's what guys do. Yeah, so being that's normal a, dudes. That's a relate, thing we can relate to them on. <clears throat> but at the end of the weekend, me and you were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, we're ready to go. And there's nothing against them. Like, nothing at all. It's just like, they just didn't understand. Like, they had no clue. And then, yeah, they would thank us for like, oh, I really think it's great what you guys did. Or they tried to do like the whole story of like, well, I was going to join the Marine yeah. Corps or whatever. Oh, I fucking and, hate like, that I, shit. I, don't, I know. I, I kind of think that's a way a lot of people try to relate to you. And yeah, it annoys I us. think that's what it, I think that actually shows exactly how much the disconnect is there. Exactly. Because they have to like fucking inflate this emotion that they had at some point when they probably just... For half yeah. a fucking second while looking through transcripts and thinking about this, we're like, oh, maybe I could join the army. But yeah. the, but they're trying to, like, create some sort of fucking connection with you. Yeah. yeah. But then all it does for you is just, like, piss you off. Well, even when we were talking the episode about whiskey where it's, like, you know, and, like, we kind of took it as, like, being a man was being a veteran. So then when you're a veteran hanging around with a bunch of non-civilians, like, they kind of, I think they have that, like, they're subordinate to you, like not as much of a man as you are because yeah. you were in the military. So they try to like, well, I was going to join, themselves. and it's like, dude, it's not a big deal. Like, you, like it's not for everybody. I honestly kind of wish I didn't do it. Like, yeah. it sucks yeah. right now. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Like, you made the right decision. <laughs> yeah. You're exactly. doing good for yourself. Look at you. You're you, 25, and you all, you're buying your first house. And you, I'm just getting my life started, and I'm in my mid 20s, dude. And it's I, not that fun. And I want to kill myself. And I want to fucking kill myself every day. But I don't know. I think that's just a big thing, like the disconnect, and, and even like uh, older people. Uh, I mean, I've seen it a lot because. Maybe older women more in my life because most men than my family served. But older women just like they don't really they don't really question like what you do. They just like prop it up to be like a good thing, like in yeah. their eyes. But they have no relation to like they just think, Oh, our boys are hard at work fighting the good fight and like, yeah. that's all they see it as. So like you can't even almost talk to them about it. And then if you do talk to older veterans, I mean most of them, at least in my life, are still indoctrinated in my opinion and they think yeah, what yeah. they did was good and then now I can't even relate with those veterans like yeah. I, I I have a disconnect <clears throat> with those veterans that think they joined for the right they yeah, probably I wonder, did join for the right reasons <clears throat> it's just that I don't agree with what they did or what we did I wonder what what that stat is like how many of the veterans like the ANCAP or the libertarian veterans how many like if you broke it up by political parties who kills themselves some more I'd say the libertarians I mean libertarians hate themselves almost nah, as man. much as the do. fucking Nah, dude, the Republicans and the Democrats, especially the Republicans, they live with too many contradictions. I, I think Republicans more than anything. I think Democrats maybe, because Democrats can find, like, I mean, well, at least when the Democratic Party was anti-war, I mean, these people would come back and they'd be like, oh, what I did over there was wrong and I'm against it now. So they would kind of find friends in that 
aspect yeah. of like, oh, you're against the war. I was actually served, and I'm against the war, so I'm on your side. Whereas, whereas the Republican Texan boy goes back home and then fucking has his whole family cheering him on about how he did all this great shit, and he either A, just got yelled at and clean <laughs> shit for four years, and everybody's thanking him and propping <laughs> him up, and he's just like, duh, fucking Jesus. Or B, he like, fucking killed some fucking kid like three years ago in Ramadi and then you're like sitting there like dude thank you man hey dude did you ever kill anybody dude and this guy's just like <laughs> just a thousand yard stare <laughs> just yeah, I'm fucking dude. Jesus Christ I mean we talked about that before the show even started it's like the very first thing is like people find out especially young people and when the first thing they ask you is like oh how was it and then they'll say well did you ever kill anyone and yeah. it's like Jesus Christ, like... No, that's a heavy thing, but, the, all right, so I, let, that's another disconnect that I see, like, like just the fact that, you know, we joke about killing people and shit all the time, and especially while you're in, like, you do yeah. it all the time. You kind of have to. What, you have... Well, yeah. But that's it, the thing, you it's have It's your job, you're completely desensitized Yeah, to you it. have that, that, yeah, exactly, well, and there's, that's a whole other part is what they t- take from you is, you know, you have to compartmentalize everything and literally put yourself in a different mind state to be able to go and take somebody's life and justify it to yourself. But like what I meant with that, it was like the disconnect between, you know, I don't think I've ever walked up to somebody that I met that, you know, me being somebody that didn't deploy, like going up to somebody that did deploy and being like, Hey, did you kill anybody over there? Like, that's not a question you ask as a, as a military member or a veteran, to another veteran it's either automatically implied or you just don't talk about that kind of stuff because you know it's it's a subject that not that it if they want it's a subject that they should bring up not you should bring up you know what i mean it's something that you're talking and you're having a few beers and they're like you know what i you're talking you're trading stories or whatever because that's what vets do them the yeah the best thing that vets do is trade fucking stories story usually comes up at the end of the night yeah when you're both hammered and he's like you know, that one person, either chick or dude, you know, whatever. And they're just like, you know, like there was this couple times where I, I didn't know if I was, what I was doing over there was actually good because this situation where this happened, this happened. And I thought it was this and I fired my gun and I killed this person. And I don't know if that's good. And I don't know if I'm good anymore. And dude, I, that's, yeah. That, that's a big one. That last part that I just said, and I, I didn't even, like, I was just kind of yeah. free-walling right there, but, like, yeah. that last part where that that realization where it comes to, I don't know if I'm good anymore. I don't know yeah. how many times I've heard that, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it breaks my fucking heart Dude, every time. Yeah. But I felt that. Dude, how many drunk, justifying I, the like, things think that about I've how said, many of my drunk veteran friends people in this room who may or may not be included, including myself or other people that live with us, yeah. have at one point or another fucking drunkenly at low spots in our life. We, we, I think we've all broached each other with that, approached each other with that fucking question, which am is I like, good am anymore? I fucking good? Am I a good fucking person? Yeah. I think that's like, oh God, dude. I think that's a very, that's a very fucking dark mentality then, to have but at that's, that moment. And then that's the disconnect. So you have, you know, Everybody, so it's like our age, military veterans. I mean, it doesn't matter what age. It, 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 it's not an age thing. But like you have, you know, the vets and the military members that have those experiences and have that, that numbness towards things like that. And they, and a lot of them realize that it's like something that you don't talk about unless they broach it with you. So you let them talk about it because they need to talk about it at that point if they're bringing it up. Mm-hmm. But, and it, and then 
the civilian side is just like, hey, bro, you ever kill anybody? And it's like, and it, it, I, I know, but I'm a fucking about to. I think, like, <laughs> I think that mostly what that is is just because uh, for you guys as veterans that haven't deployed, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The reason why you don't, you don't, you know, not to ask that question or you don't want to approach it is because you, you're still in that mindset. Like, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like the mindset to actually go and fucking take another human life is already instilled in you. So you kind of already have a very good understanding of what that's going to be like and how you're going to handle it and everything like that. And then on top of that, you just, you know, so many fucking people and you've been in that culture for so fucking oh, long yeah. that it's just it's something that comes naturally to you. Whereas a civilian, I think most people that aren't in the military, especially seeing as how accepting they are and how much they worship the military, they have this very romanticized oh, it's all feeling romanticized. about the military. And then, so, so basically what they're trying to do is that, I, I mean, you can argue, you can argue whichever way. And you can try to fucking tell me I'm like crazy for saying this, but taking another human life is probably one of the most fucking, if you were to like go out there and fucking think about it, remove all morality and empathy from it, one of the most exciting fucking things on the face of the planet. I mean, there's a reason we have fucking serial killers and shit like that. There are people that don't like empathy and then they start fucking killing people and it's, it's, it's an adrenaline rush. Wars and adrenaline rush, and civilians know Makes that. Feel and, alive. And, 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 and civilians have an idea. They see their fucking movies and they watch the fucking news. They have an idea of what that's like. So what they want to really know is not whether or not you've killed anybody. Is what did it feel like? What they want to fucking they want to live that through you. Oh yeah. And I really truly feel like that's what it is. Oh, they absolutely. They want to. They agree. they don't want to fucking do it. But that little sick fucking reptile part of their fucking brain is yeah. really itching to know what it's like, like to, to take, take as, 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 as the apex predator of this fucking planet to fucking take the life of another one of your fucking kind. I feel like that's one of those very, very animalistic parts of you that fucking hasn't gone away completely in most people. Oh, yeah. And no, there's a reason, that's the reason that some people, when addressed with stressful situations, will be able to take that fucking life. Absolutely. And it's, it's just something that's grown more in us, and it's something that some of us or a lot of us have experienced or not experienced, but we all understand the feeling, and the cracks to that seal are still there no matter what. Yeah, so I was, you, you reminded me of something when you said that it's very much romanticized in our entertainment. And it's kind of off subject, but did you know that fucking all branches of the military and all branches of uh, the United States government, whether it's the Pentagon, CIA, or anything like that, they have inter- entertainment liaison officers. And what they do is, is when people want to make a movie or a TV show or something or a documentary or something like that, and they want, <clears throat> you know, military um, like experience or something like that, they have to go to this ELOs. And they have to talk to these entertainment liaison officers of the Marine Corps or something when they're making a, a thing about the Marines. And they, you know, they want tanks or something in their movie or they want this, that or that in the or the other in their movie. And they go to them and they have and they have to approve what they're doing. And so like the Pentagon, the Pentagon literally changes has changed like multiple scripts to show and shed like a better light on military members or changed entire characters outlooks from being anti-war to pro-war or at least glorifying the characters reasons to go to war like we have a whole branch all right so and this and it kind of does tie back in where it's just like we have all these movies and you know what what one's pr for the it's pr but they 
they make actual changes to yeah. people's scripts. Oh, I didn't know it was that deep. Yeah. I, I So I learned this. I got to give credit where credit's due on the, on the Dangerous History podcast. And it's, oh. uh, yeah. Oh, it, the one with uh, Professor CJ? Yeah, yeah, with yeah, Professor CJ. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And it, he had a he had a guy from Britain on there. I can't remember his name right now, but it's really good. It's a really good. It was a really yeah. good episode. But it was it was a really good episode on on that aspect. It's not like super intense, but it's just kind of like what it's the informative. Fuck? It's yeah, like it's one of those what the fuck informative yeah, episodes. It's like, yeah, like I never would have thought that. But it, so what I was gonna say that it ties into like what we're talking about is you know these these guys come back home, and a lot of times they go back they get out of the the military and they go back home to their their the city that they came from majority of people go back to where they came from they don't it's not like uh, how a lot of people in this house uh, dude i feel I'm like the, that's a I'm, fucking killer i'm the only one that came back home but um, you're around us though yeah you didn't go back home and live well, with your and, parents you came back home and, and i would have you, you surrounded yourself with people that have a very good idea of what your experience right were. and but i probably would have been a big loner when i came back home i wouldn't have gone and hung out with Probably most of my high school friends. I mean, we haven't seen them since we were in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Honestly, I, I haven't seen any of them. Because we didn't want to stay at your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I probably would have been a big loner and probably would have been more susceptible to these things. But what I, what I, <laughs> where I was going with this was like, they come back home. They have no one to talk to. They try to talk to their parents. Because majority of people that I know, at least, you know, their their mom, if they live with their mom and they live with their dad or they only have their mom and they only have their dad. And they, they try to talk because most of them love their parents, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And so they, they try to talk to them. And, you know, it's it's just a different viewpoint. And, you know, your parents see you as you you do no wrong. But you, sometimes you need to be like, I think we're really good about it where it's like, nah, dude, some of the things we do or and say are like pretty fucked up. And like, we got to really talk about this shit or the things that you're feeling are pretty fucked up. And we got to talk about this shit. But they come home and they go through that. And they're, then they go and they see a fucking movie and then they're like, it's this glorification of what they went through. And they're like, that's not how fucking it is. And it, it's just a downward spot. And it's just surrounded in our society about like, I don't know what I like, dude, when I remember the whole Iraq thing, when, when they were saying there was weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and all the anti-war left and even the anti parts of the anti-war right just was like in force about how Weapons of mass destruction. Like, it's bullshit. Like, it's all bullshit. Yeah. But I don't fucking hear that shit anymore. The only people I hear anti-war from is the goddamn libertarians and ANCAPs and minarchists and all, all voluntarists. The, the, the fun and, group. The fun people. Yeah. But, like, it's cool. just... It's, the cool guys. It's insane to me. It's like, all, it's like the last 10 years, it's just been... Yeah, yeah war's... Like, we need to be at war with these countries. And it's like... What the fuck happened? And then you have all these guys that are coming back and they're just fucking offing themselves. There's people going to the VA to try and get help and they can't because the VA is so fucking garbage that they're lighting themselves on fucking fire in front of the VA offices, in front of the hospitals yeah, because they can't because they can't get help. Yeah. This is like Vietnam era shit. This is like the monk in Tenement Square shit. Like this is this is intense. And everybody's just like, the military, especially the military, it bothers me, it bothers the fuck out of me, the way they deal with it. They're like, oh, we got to give some more suicide prevention classes. Yeah. And they're, like, all, they're, they're all fucking garbage. I took that. Well, I, I did the therapy because I, as I've said well, before, I have post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder and the therapy's fucking garbage. I'm sitting there and I have this 
heavily overweight man who I actually asked who had never even left the state he resides in sitting there telling me that my just straight up just telling me that my emotions are completely fake and that I shouldn't fucking feel I'm like no dude like like dangerous things can fucking happen man like that's not going away like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about I'm trying to act and I would actually try because I had one of my worst episodes during the time frame when I did therapy go figure and fucking I tried to talk to him about it like I was like hey man Last weekend, something really bad happened. I took a really big downward spiral, yada, yada. I tried talking about him. He was like, all right, well, we're on page 15 in the booklet now. So we're going to continue going through the program, okay? Like, didn't even fucking address what I was trying to ask him. I was like, dude, I was like... You're like, bro, I need fucking help. I know, because at that moment, the moment that I'm referring to, like, I was... That was probably the closest I've ever come to fucking killing myself. Like, if I, if I had had the real means around me to actually fucking do it at some the, point during the night. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. the whole, what, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, the whole, dude, we the, were freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Like, all right. So it was bad because I didn't get called. He was, Jared was out. I was in the military still. I don't get called for shit like that because you know, he's out and he had his buddies around him, but I was getting calls. Yeah. Like it was, it was bad. Yeah. I had a bad moment. It was kind of several years. It was a few years ago. Oh yeah. yeah. But, um, much better now people. But, uh, but yeah, and, uh, so then talking to him about this, it's like, dude, I was, it, it's one of those things, honestly, it pushed me in the right direction, because that was when I was like, alright, I'm done with this fucking VA therapy bullshit, it's just wasting my fucking time, I'm gonna try something else, and it was because, like, I'm sitting there trying to fucking discuss this, man, like, dude, it's, like, if I had had my fucking gun in my fucking hand, like, some bad fucking things could, I, like, this could not have ended as well, like, I don't think maybe I would have pulled the trigger, but... It definitely. It would have been in your it mouth. Was, it was. It was. It was a good moment that I was. That I was in a setting that I was not able. I was not able to. You fucking, didn't have the means to. Yeah. Accomplish yeah. What you were thinking. Like an impulse. An impulse means like pain yeah. pills. I didn't have. I didn't. I had fucking no razors. I had jack all around me. Yeah. So like basically, what I did was just fucking like walk off and just walk around for a long time and basically like for me thinking and calming down, I got better. But, uh, yeah, but it was basically, I'm talking to the fucking VA psychologist and he's, he completely fucking ignored it and moved on with this stupid fucking book that was just actually pissing me off more because it was consuming more of my fucking time than it was helping me. So yeah, fucking veterans have absolutely no fucking help coming from the fucking VA. I mean, yeah, you have onesies and twosies, but no, honestly, looking at the general population, only 20, 30% of people that have any kind of stress or disorders ever get help from therapy in the first place. And and guess what they... Guess what that booklet is? A government-issued document. It's fucking trash. The government is garbage. If there's anything you learn from this podcast, is the government is fucking garbage. Especially at making informative pamphlets. <laughs> I mean, not- it's, it's, it's very true, though. Like, I, I don't know. What Do you have any, like, personal experiences type of that you would talk about? Uh, well, I mean, not like me personally, but I don't, I don't even know if I should say that. <laughs> But no, and uh, I think we should bring this up now as one of the really fascinating things that we had been talking about more recently that you had found, which is that uh, most people contribute suicide to having deployed yeah. over into a war zone. And there's no statistical and, But there's actually that. like um, the statistical difference between people who commit suicide, uh, veterans that commit suicide that had deployed and not deployed is completely statistically irrelevant. And that's yeah. the vast majority of the military population. So – 
basically being in the military is the actual number one fucking killer, not whether or not you deploy. Exactly. Now this number, this number does spike slightly On for multiple, multiple combat points. tours, and I think that's mostly because you're just going to experience more harsh shit. And no, de- no two deployments are ever the same. You never go to the same area. You never experience the same fucking things. So you, you could go your first deployment and kill nothing but fucking bad guys and be able to very easily justify killing them because they're like pieces of shit. Absolutely. And then the next deployment, one of your fucking straight rounds catches a fucking five-year-old across the back of his fucking head. Yeah. So you can see how that fucking could spike the fucking statistical data for that. And then the actual highest likely veteran to kill themselves is somebody who, for one reason or another, didn't go down that narrow, which I'm going to go into something else that wasn't that narrow, but um, were people that had been separated from the military before their contract. So this, most people, most people in the military think of this as like your fucking guy that got caught with like a dead hooker and like a bunch of guns and coke in the trunk or something like yeah. that. But this is, this is a lot of your like guys Medi- that got medical separated. And then, and then on top of that, a lot of guys that have PTSD that approach their command. Hey, sir, I have PTSD. And they're like, oh man, that sucks. And they kick their, they medical separate. They, they kick your fucking ass to the curb. Bye dude. You're useless to us. You're crazy. Yeah. And then you have guys that get fucking discharged for one reason or another. And then you have your, uh, I already said the medical separations, your admin separations, all the things of that nature. Suicide risks. If somebody, if you in the military, you, we, you threaten to com- kill yourself, they separate you. They make you take fucking all the courses you have to take before you get out. They make you see a counselor at the same time to cover their own fucking asses. The same useless counselor that don't prevent any military veteran from yeah, actually exactly. offing themselves. But it's actually in the military, so it can probably be fucking worse. And then in like two, three weeks, you're out of the military. Bye, you're going back home. Here's a fucking ticket. And that's it. Yeah. You're done. The duty van drops you off the airport. The government hands you a fucking ticket back to your home address. You're in charge of taking, making sure you get back home after you get you get to the airport. That's it. Bye, dude. Yep. And yes, I, I, no. I personally, especially as an NCO, guarded and fucking had to sit outside and process a bunch of fucking dudes. Oh, yeah. It, it's a horrible. few. And it feels, and you feel bad because you see them, especially like the ones that you know, maybe they were just having problems and they weren't, they weren't really suicidal, but they said something that made them seem suicidal or something like that. Yeah. And somebody took it wrong or whatever. And they're just done. And you see the like distraughtness in their face and they're just, they're just fucked. And they yeah. know they're fucked because they don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. I mean, I'm kind of happy that they're out of the military because I don't think the military is a good place for them at that point, especially then. No, but but there was another part that you broke up, brought up was like med- getting medically separated without, or we're not talking about PTSD, but I mean, one of our roommates has scoliosis in his back and like, that's a med, like you're not allowed to join with scoliosis. Yeah. You know, but they let him in and he went through the full four years contract and got out. And, but if, I mean, if it got, if he had started having like really bad back problems while he was in and he went to the VA and you know they they figured it out they would have separated him as soon as they found out mm-hmm. and he'd be at a very high statistical standpoint to off himself after he got out just because the military fucked up yeah, yeah. he didn't know he had scoliosis they were the ones supposed to do the check at the beginning when you go to maps and shit and it's just like you they're the military and the government are putting children in this position and you're 18 17 18 years old going into this you're a fucking child you're a fucking child 
I was I a to, fucking if child. Look, if I were to look at me now, as me now at 26, looking at me at 18, I'll have the, that's a fucking child. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're a fucking child. And they're, they're allowing you to make this decision, which whatever, we consider you an adult at 18, which... Be that as it may, I don't really care. I call, I call a, eighteen year olds around work fucking kiddo. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's it, whatever. Yeah, we that's a different argument. But it's <laughs> like it's like you're you're putting these people. They don't know shit about their health. You know, majority of the time. So it goes to the the programs that are in place to decide who's medically qualified to join and who's not. <clears throat> yeah, and those programs are government ran and military sponsored. And you're allowing these people to go in with, you know, extreme depression or personality disorders or any number of things. Dude, I can name, I, there's not enough fingers on my fucking hand to name the amount of people that, you know, they were just off as I met them in the military. And it was because they were off before they were in the military. And it's like, you shouldn't be in the military, especially because of the, the amount of stuff, like not even trying to justify what you have to do in the military, but if if we do have a standing military, if we're talking about people actually having to go to war because, you know, we're being invaded on illegally or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. like these, there's certain people that should not be able, should not be in those situations because they are a detriment to the whole of that unit or platoon or fire team or anything else. And I can't, there's too many to count that were just absolutely not ready ever to be in the military standpoint or in the idea to protect anybody because they were just either batshit crazy because of other prior things or, you know, had some chemical imbalance in their head that just made them different and not able. It's like the fucking dude that followed me around the Marine Corps. Wesley. Yeah. Like that dude should have never, you know, Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, fuck that kid. Yeah. But, he should have never been in the military. No. Like, he should have never been allowed in the military. Dude, he was a corporal, and he called me corporal. Yeah. Because, like, all right, so when I was when I was in the military, I was I was, I was one of those uh, hard-ass Marine NCOs, and uh, uh-huh. this fucking kid, when we got him, this little bitch-ass dude, he was the same rank as me, and I came up to him, I was like, hey, did you get this fucking done yet? And he, like, looked at me, uh, no corporal. And I'm like, bitch, what? Uh, like, all right, dude, we're, we're the same rank, but I got, I guess I know I can fucking do whatever I want with you now, don't, don't I? <laughs> Bend over. Bend over, <laughs> motherfucker. You, you want to talk about the green weenie, you're going to get the green weenie. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I know I left Oki, but, uh, wasn't there a, there was a suicide in our unit after I left, wasn't there? Yeah, so, I forgot her, it was a girl, I forgot her name, it was an alpha company. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was actually really weird because... Talk about the after of yeah, somebody committing what, suicide. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. So, like... And so, then I'll tell you about another after-suicide with one of our buddies. And, all right, well, our buddy didn't die, but it was our buddy's unit that somebody died. And it's completely different than what happened at yeah. Typo's unit. So, well, me and Luke's unit, but then Luke left, and I was still there for, like, another six or seven months, something like that. But uh, there was this... Uh, I mean, there was, like tons of times where like people were like complaining about literally how the unit sucks um the unit was fucking garbage like uh, oh like they would they would do like 
I forgot what they were called, but basically those stupid surveys they put out and they made us do all the, the time. The command surveys? Yeah. Com- command climate surveys? Command climate surveys, yeah. And basically, like, they got, like, the worst. Like, we had to keep doing them over and over because we kept they, they kept getting terrible ones. So the uh, division on Okinawa was like, do it again. Yeah. So they kept getting, like, terrible ones. And then, uh, then so then this girl... Uh, she committed to, she hung herself with a fucking McMatt belt in a room. Oh, that's fucking Fun Tavern. Yeah, and then, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> fucking sir. Fun Taveristic action right sir there. Sir fucking Johnson. Kill. Raw Devil Dog. Well, she, dude, after, listen to this after shit. that happened, the entire, like, we had like a, a fucking stand down because someone committed suicide in the unit and every, everything changed. We were having fun days. We were getting off work early. We were, they weren't going to waste our time anymore. They, they, uh, it was, like, mandated that we get off work at 13.30 on Fridays. After all the command climate surveys that said the exact same things where it's, we have no unit cohesion. That fucking month. We get fucked over all the time. That fucking month, we had four fun days that month. And then, uh, dude, fun days made me want to go myself. Yeah, but they, they, but they actually did them kind of smart, at least for the way the Marine Corps did they did company level fun days so, and it was an, H- an H&S company like our we company, were super we're close so, we were so small so it was just like basically all friends like there's like there's oh so you just went out and got fucking hammered well yeah we play like, they, they, we go play volleyball have like a grill out and then get hammered or we all went and played softball we did that one day and we called it slosh ball because we were all getting sloshed but uh, and then like the next month they had like a battalion fun day where we went to the beach and they were giving out prizes like fucking <laughs> Fucking Xboxes and shit, dude. And it was like, what? Oh, I wonder what the fuck happened. Like, so it takes someone to kill themselves before you want to make someone happy here. It's it's fu- it was fucking insane. And it, uh, it's like so frustrating that literally someone had to die before we had to make the atmosphere more enjoyable in our unit. Yeah, and it wasn't even about enjoyable. It was like that unit was the type of unit where it was like, I mean, it was similar to the one that Jared and I were in too. Where hey, if you guys get this done, we're out of here on Friday at. You know, 1400 uh, two hours early, by the way, you know, it's only two hours. Like, it's not anything yeah. crazy. And it, it would usually be some kind of task that was like a hard dick, grease fucking it's elbow. Like, hey, let's fucking, fucking like, but, we were busting fucking nuts. And we so would. Our, our unit was way worse at it, where it'd be like, hey, we get this done. And they tell you at the beginning of the week. Yeah. They tell you Monday, hey, we get this done by the end of the week. And... We, we get out of here on Friday by 1400 yeah. and it's like dope sick and you know you bust your ass all week to do everything that you're supposed to do and we did it and we did it well and we're done by 12 o'clock on Friday you yeah. know ready and it's like two hours like, and then oh. 1300 comes around and you're like hey what the fuck are we doing 1400 comes around what the fuck are we doing oh we got battalion formation at 15 well then why did everybody say we're getting out of here at 14 on Monday and it's like, oh, well, shit changed. All right, what shit changed? We've been sitting around the fucking office for three hours butt-fucking our buttholes. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want. And it, But it literally, in, in every unit, uh, the two units that I've been in and the other units that I've been fapped over to or, like, hung out with for a little bit, it's all the same. It literally takes somebody to kill themselves for any kind of, like, just decency to be honest and truthful Yeah. For, by your higher-ups. To tell you the truth, somebody has to die. Yeah, I mean that, that was mainly what it was. Like, like who can't like they fine. Stop fucking tweeting. Oh, you're gonna like this, bitch. <laughs> it's like fine. Like, 
just like that was it's probably that was probably the hardest thing. Like the amount of like confusion, not knowing what the fuck is going on in the military, which probably was the worst thing ever. And like what you're honestly what you're supposed to do, because then like times would come and like they tell you something and then you accomplish that task, but it didn't matter. Like you're still you're still there wasting your time, not doing a damn thing. Then they make you, or the worst thing is when you get all your shit done and they start making you do some shit that you've never like done before. And then or, y'all, or because train. you don't know how to do it. Uh, I don't know, Corporal, go teach some stupid class that these Marines are never going to fucking use for the last hour of the day. And it's like, but I thought we were going to get out early. What'd you say? Aye, sir. I'm like, fuck, dude. It's like, why? I, I think it's uh, what I talked about with Bird on fucking uh, Thicat, my Thicast interview. Which was, like, when he was going on about when I, like, brought up, like, yeah, dude, that's why, like, all my friends killed themselves. And he was like, yeah, man, I can imagine. Like, what are you fighting for? And I was like, no, dude. You live government bureaucracy, the ultimate government bureaucracy, every fucking day of your life for four fucking years. You live inside the DMV. You live the DMV for four years, dude. Yeah. You live you live as a civilian in the D, in, in the DMV. Yeah. You know? Like waiting. You're not an employee at the DMV. You're you're a person waiting in line at the DMV yeah. for four fucking years. Yes. And, and no matter how much like. Like, as that line slowly moves, and then you hurry up to the spot in front of you, that op- that little spot that opens up as fast as you fucking can, it doesn't matter. Like, you're still going to be waiting for, like, everything There's else. a reason why, like... The, you hurry up and wait so many Yeah, times there's a reason the why that's a saying. Like, the hurry up and wait shit is stupid. Like, it's, it's incredibly stupid. But yeah. it's constant. It's every day of your fucking life. And, you know... I, Going back to like our original subject, I mean, we just went on a, <laughs> another. No, it all ties in because, because we're explaining to you why so many fucking people, even when they don't have to go kill people in the Middle East, they fucking put bullets in their heads. Yeah, they because you back. lose your fucking mind, dude. I used to fucking get drunk in my shower after work and slam my fucking forehead into the wall, like getting fucked up off Jameson, just chugging it in the fucking shower, crying, slamming my head into the wall. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. I not because of deployment, not because I'm having flash. Because I mentally couldn't fucking handle the absolute autism that I had just experienced (laughs) over the last 12 hours of my life. It was so that the second that I had time to actually think, it it hurt my head so much for what I had just had to deal with and had to experience in garrison that the only option was to pound Jameson from the bottle in the shower and just fucking slam my fucking head into the wall. Because then the pain from slamming my head dulled the pain (laughs) from all the fucking retardation that I had to deal with. Because it's like we talked about before. The longer you stand, the more fucking retarded you are. You're just a useless fucking person. Most people, like one of me and uh, one of our other roommates, we were talking about one of our buddies who stays in. We're we're definitely sure he's going to be a first sergeant. This man is going to be in one day, he's already a fucking staff sergeant looking at fucking Gunny. And I can remember three times personally that he shit his pants. (laughs) And I know other people from other people, I know of at least... Eight different times that he's done so. He was a terrible at his job. He fucking barely was a Marine. I mean, he was physically fit. Big old Asian guy. But, like, the whole fucking thing. The whole, the whole fucking. But it's like, this dude who's a piece of shit and he shit himself. 
<laughs> is, Sorry, our, our roommate just came in because Jared tweeted the butt fucking our buttholes and started poking his butthole. <laughs> but uh, no. <laughs> but um, fuck! I lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, he's a shitty marine. Oh yeah, he's a complete piece of shit. But he's gonna literally be in charge of people but, like, and their lives. This dude is gonna stay in the Marine Corps for the rest of his life. He's going to be in charge of hundreds of people, and I'm like. That's why people want to kill themselves. It's because that man is making is going to make decisions that affect their fucking lives every fucking day. And he's not going to give a damn. Because no. Because he doesn't give a damn. No. I, he didn't give a damn as a fucking Lance Corporal. He was a shitbag. He used to walk around and go, I shit big. Like, he was a literal dirt turd. Like, he was terrible. <laughs> he was in He was in longer than me, and I'm doing airstrikes, and this motherfucker barely knows how to do artillery. Like, he's, like, doing Full the boot, boot 19-year-old <laughs> shit, like, forgetting to say over at the end of his transmission, like a fucking boot. I'm all like, right, so Jesus. not to be all military, but, like, that still bothers the fuck out of me at my job because we have to use radios. <laughs> yeah. And, like, People say repeat, and I'm like, you don't oh, fucking say repeat oh, on the goddamn That radio. same motherfucker, uh, that same roommate who came in to make fun of, uh, talk about the butt fucking the buck holes, is that fucking, mo- that, that same Marine that I'm talking about that shit himself, during land nav in the schoolhouse with my other roommate, sat on a fucking cactus. <laughs> and then my roommate had to sit there and scrape the fucking needles off this dude's ass. <laughs> Because this retard sat on a cactus. He's a staff sergeant in the Marine Corps. He is in charge of at least a platoon right now. 30 fucking people, 30 human beings have to listen to this man give orders that affect their day. And you wonder why so many people put bullets in their head. God fucking damn. Tell me I'm fucking wrong though. I remember dudes that were like... I have to listen to their fucking word like they're God. And it's like, they're barely functionally literate. Like, when they <laughs> oh have to read God. orders, oh, no. Sergeant, you know the Sergeant I'm talking about. Well, when no, they have I know to, the Sergeant you're talking about, but I can talk about Staff Sergeants, Gunnies, Master Sergeants, First Because sergeant. they're retarded. You're not smart if you stay in the military, there dude. Was, there was a guy, there was a guy that, he was retiring. He was a Gunny. He was retiring. <gasps> and he was retiring, and he wanted to retire with H&S. Like, that's all he wanted to do, was retire with, the Marines with, there. with you know, his... We kind of wanted to be there. Yeah, because a cool he, was, guy. he was an awesome <laughs> fucking uh, I think he was a, he was a gunny yeah he was a gunny yeah and he was a gunny he was an awesome gunny he got gunny. passed up yeah he got passed early. up so he, re- he got he was a good fucking guy and he was just a nice guy and our fucking gunny is like to all who shall see these presents <laughs> greetings <laughs> da, 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 da. and they messed up the gunnery sergeant's name during his retirement like so badly that he said it said it again both times wrong stuttered through it a third time and then it was just like, I'm going to keep going. Like, you, they're literally illiterate. Like, they're stupid. They're dumb. Yeah. And and those are the people that get to make a decision on your life every fucking day. So, I don't, I'm surprised that the active duty military isn't larger than the fucking goddamn veteran. I understand why, but, dude, I, there wasn't a fucking day in my mind that I can life. remember... Well, well, yeah, a day in my life that I can remember thinking in my mind. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> like I said, we're not fucking bright. No, we're <laughs> fucking dumb. Think about this. We're dumb, but we were still smart enough to leave. Yeah. So think about how fucking retarded you have to be you to stay, stay in. in. So, and there was not, 
like every fucking day uh, there was one gunny there was a gunny that literally made me want to kill myself every day <laughs> not because like he fucked me over well he fucked me over a lot but it wasn't because he was he was fucking me over i can deal with the i can deal with getting fucked over it, it's whatever i it doesn't fucking matter to me you can fuck me over a million times and you're my boss like i'm gonna be like I'm going to tell you you're stupid. You're going to fuck me over some more. I'm going to keep telling you you're stupid. You're going to keep fucking me over. I don't care. I do it to myself. I know I fucking do. But this guy's like stupidity and justification because he's like all powerful in his head, like literally made me want to shoot myself because I was like, I have to take orders from this guy. <laughs> like, am I, am I real? Dude, this is, this is what my life is. Like, and you just sit there and you go through this whole entire ordeal in your head where you're like, I'm listening to this guy because if I don't, I get locked up. <laughs> I want to kill myself instead. Yeah. I, I want to kill myself instead. They have to deal and with then, that fucking person. No, yeah, 100%. Then deal with those people because they're, they literally dictate everything. This guy was showing up at my fucking room every morning. There was a, like, we, we were getting, we were getting in trouble because our rooms weren't clean enough. So he would come to my room every morning. You didn't, you guys didn't know this, but Gunny, that gunny, you know, the one that I fucking yeah, hated, but he would show up in my fucking room because I ended up having to move over to where he was at, at a certain spot. He would come to my room every morning and be like, Hey, you're not out PTing. I was the only one working under him besides some other Lance corporal that was from a different fucking company. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking PT this one guy. We're not going to go on a fucking run every day. And then he'd be like, uh, I'm going to do a room inspection. And I just have to let him. Like, I just had to let him. He'd yeah. come into my room. He'd wake me up. And, dude, by the third day, I was just like, i just leave my door. I'd wake up early, leave my door open, and go back to sleep. Oh, yeah. And most of the times that they're doing shit like that, it's not even your fault. The, the government and, the, and especially the, well, the military, most branches of the military, mass punishment is a fucking thing. So you'll get in trouble because some dude in some section who you've never heard of or seen in your entire fucking life did something fucked up, but you're a piece of shit because you didn't stop it. So the whole unit, and I mean like punished motherfuckers. I'm not talking about like, oh, they had to make you stand there. No, like your weekends will get fucking stripped from you. They'll have mandatory inspections every fucking day. They'll fucking, like, you, if you're, if you've never been in the military, then it's truly impossible for me, any of us sitting here to truly un tell you and make you understand how autistically <laughs> fucking retarded they can make your day-to-day -day life as a troop. So you, you, you can't even, like, I'm talking about if you have even moderate levels of intelligence, like, I'm talking about, like, you can read. You can, like, you're smart you, enough to you read. What you have the You have the critical thinking skills of that level that your brain is not going to be able to jump through the mental gymnastics of the fucking retardation that you are that you have to fucking do because they will make it that stupid. And then guess what? You get out and it's just like a whole bunch of people. So like that entire time you're in the military, like yeah, you're getting fucked over and all this shit is stupid, but you most majority of people push through it and you're just like whatever and you get really fucking drunk or you go to the gym a lot or pretty much or yeah. you go to the church a lot a or whatever games. you play a lot of video games watch you, fucking how you, i met your mother over and over again you debrief yourself somehow you figure it out and then you get out and but you know you're laying the entire time at least you know you're fucking laying and then you get out and all you have is a whole bunch of people asking if you killed people asking you 
uh, what's it like? And then you try to explain yourself. And oh man, they, I can't they, believe you got out, man. It seems really cool. Just stay in the military and get fucking paid, dude. Why'd yeah, you get out, then, man? I don't understand that. Or then they, they act like, like you're some fucking God and you're like, dude, I literally had a dude wipe. I literally had another man wipe dust from underneath my microwave <laughs> on my shirt and I couldn't do anything about it. And they just tell you, oh, I would have hit him. Fuck that. And no, it's you like, won't. It's like, no, you Because you that, that'll ruin your life. You think, it's so like, you have, do you think but, you could get that stupid? But then you, you're, you're like going, so you, you know, you're, at least you know, you're going to get this dirt wiped on you by this fucking other dude. You're like, I know this is going to happen, whatever. I'll just deal with it and try to fuck him over any chance I get. And then you get out and you're in the civilian world and you're like, everybody keeps bumping into me. Like nobody please, stays in their fucking lane. Please, please just stay in your lane. Please just. Please just leave me alone. Please, like, this is all I wanted when I got out. I just wanted people to leave me the fuck alone. And they don't. And they don't fucking leave you alone. And the more that you ask them, and you're nice, and you, you try to be, you try to re-orthodox or re, re-evaluate where you're at in life, and you have to go to school because, you know, you can't do shit without a fucking degree anymore. And you have to go to school. Well, I, you can. That, that's a different argument. But you, you, you go to school because you're like, oh, I, I don't want to do manual labor anymore. I, I think I'm better than this. Like, I want to go and go to school because you have some higher ideal of, like, manual labor to fucking bullshit-ass cubicle and jobs. Free. And it's free. And you get paid to go. So you're like, I'm going to go do this. So you go and you sit there and people are – and you're with a whole bunch of fucking 18-year-olds that have never done anything in their fucking lives – which isn't their fault, and I don't mean to sound like super antagonizing when I say this, but it's but like... But being in your fucking mid-twenties with the experiences you have and being stuck in a small room with 20 to 30 fucking 18 to 17, 17-year-olds... Yeah, and you're just like... And oh, you, fuck you me. Just, like, it, another, that's another thing that literally just made me want... Like, it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. And, it, dude, it's still not fucking worth it. I don't want to go back to school. I'm probably going to force myself to go back to school this semester. But I don't fucking want to. Because all I have to do is sit there and listen to some bullshit fucking lecture with all these other kids that are like, Oh, uh, I, ha- I wonder what my mom made for lunch today. Because half of them, I don't know, fucking the majority of people I go to school with live in Phoenix. So they're like, go back home. And they like get to chill and relax. And I'm over here sitting and thinking about why do so many fucking vets kill themselves? Why are people lighting themselves outside of fucking VAs on fire? Why are they lighting themselves on fire? I have all these fucking ideas in my head because I can't stop myself from thinking anymore because I wasn't allowed to think for four years. So now my head's just like exploding and I have all these little people, whether it's people I meet on you know, out at bars or it's people that I meet in classes or people that I meet at work that are bouncing off of these little fucking retarded walls that mean nothing and don't have anything to do with anything. And they're worried about things that don't mean shit. And I just have to sit there and be like, yeah, I understand your problems, man. Like that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And yeah, I completely agree with you because if I just, if I just, do what I did just now and be like, you're fucking bullshit. You're a crazy person. Shut the fuck up. You're a crazy person. You're angry. You're aggressive. Yeah, dude. It literally like you can't once, once you've gone through and it, it has everything to do with the military, dude. Like the military fucking anybody that says that the military doesn't take away your empathy and de, de emotional, like make you, you emotionalize you. It makes you emotionless. They dehumanize you. They're stupid. 
You can be pro-military, anti-military. It doesn't matter. They do that. You have to prepare a bunch of fucking people to go to war, and you have to prepare a bunch of people to go fucking kill people. Um, empathy, On a daily basis. empathy, and viewing your enemy as human are kind of fucking yeah. really detrimental factors to that mission. So that thing is taken out of you. I mean, everything from like the stupid shit, like where you have to say "kill" every time you fucking throw a punch to. Just fucking the culture itself in the military because it's exactly. it's truly a different culture. You talk different. You interact with people different. People like if I if I interact if I interacted with people in the civilian world I, how I interacted them within the Marine Corps, fucking I would never get through life. Mm-hmm. I would never get a job. Fucking nobody would ever interact with me. They'd all think I'm just some angry fucking retarded alcoholic fucking monster. And that's fucking normal in the military. Yeah, right? but especially like especially the Marine Corps. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. It goes from everywhere from just watching my language to like when when you are in the military, dark humor becomes a way of life because your life fucking sucks so goddamn fucking much that if you don't learn to laugh of it, laugh at it, you will fucking kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. you have you, to. You, you you will fucking put a you bullet through your fucking you head. Have to laugh it is impossible not to laugh at the fucking pain. So yes. with that fucking dark Basically. humor, the reason I can sit here and fucking joke about fucking suicide is because I've one, I fucking felt that fucking emotion on such a fucking heavy level oh yeah and two i've had so many of my fucking friends take their own goddamn lives or try to take their own goddamn fucking lives guys that at fucking one point were like the happy fucking dudes that we were with the guys that fucking smiled all the time of people that i know that have attempted or succeeded in killing themselves yeah me too i'm sure fucking typo can i'm sure everybody lives in this fucking house can most fucking veterans probably can because it truly is a fucking epidemic and I think it goes into part of what, what the military does to you through through your indoctrination process. And then obviously further on if you deploy or not fucking deploy. Because if you if you do deploy, then you have to face the horrors of war. You have a and whole you, new whole new set of experiences yes. that you have to deal with by yourself. Yep. And if you don't fucking deploy, then you have to deal with four years of government bureaucracy. And you did nothing. And watching yeah. your friends go and you have Yes. And yeah. you constantly, yes, you constantly watch your friends go back to war. You constantly make friends that went to war and later kill themselves. You fucking, you, you experience, it, it doesn't get shut off from you. You experience all that heavy shit, no matter what. And at the end of the day, you then have to leave that fucking military because it's either I have to become fucking retarded and deal with it and get through it. Or I'm going to go and try to make something of myself. Yeah. So you get out of the fucking military. And most of you stupid fucks immediately go back home. Live with your fucking parents. And then you're sitting around all these fucking retards you went to school with. And most of them are. Because most of the people that actually stayed fucking home too. They're all retards. Yeah. They're fucking working at the fucking farm down the road. Because most of the people that... Because, you know, big fucking attention here... Most of the people that join the military come from low low income and lower middle class income fucking areas. No fucking way. So, you and know, guess, they yeah. go back to those same lower income or lower middle class areas. And guess what? All the people in those low income, lower middle class areas, they're doing dumb shit. And, so, you, have to, and you have to sit there and go from in your head thinking that you were this noble person going off to serve in a war that either you agree with or don't agree with, whatever. You, you have that mindset at some point. That you, you were like at the beginning of the military, you're like, what I'm doing is noble. Yeah. What I'm doing is good. It's you're it's a good. warrior. Yeah. You're and a then, fucking. You're told you're a fucking warrior. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's why I think that's why veterans hate. Thank you for your service. Yes. Because to to you, there's no meaning to that service. No. That service is nothing to you. It, you like especially 
at least for me, that didn't. Some deploy. people, some people like, are like, "Yeah, man, you're I mean, fucking welcome." Yeah, yeah but I, maybe, maybe I had a false idea that deploying would give me meaning in the military. Yes. but I never had meaning. I, I joined to do something. I never did anything. So people thank me for my service. And it's like, why are you thanking me? I'm a tax feeder. Yeah, you paid then, me for five years to dude, sit on my ass, pick up some bullshit rank that means nothing to anybody in the outside world. And earn, earn, learn some stupid class that means nothing to anybody in the outside world just to go to school and then people would thank me for my service or look at me different and think that I'm like a baby killer and I had no combat experience I had nothing I, 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 and that's the thing and that's the thing too is is that I did achieve that fucking thing you know that, that every person almost every person in the fucking Marine Corps wants is that deployment to get that that status try to feel that satisfaction of achieving something and I feel the same fucking way you do now. Yeah, yeah. and then you get. I uh, like I get back. You know what was even better is I got back, and then three weeks later, the barracks and everywhere I patrolled, everything completely taken over. Like everything I did was fucking useless. Yeah, everything. Well, well and so then you you go in and you have this noble idea that what you're doing, and you get out and you're like, not nothing that I did was noble. I wasted four yeah, years of my I life. Wasted. I wasted the prime of my youth. Yeah, and even like even people that join because like I mean. At least when you're in, and even like maybe us, because we started to come to the realization that it was all bullshit. But then people start to rationalize that you're there for the people to the left and right, and you're there for the guys that you're training. Yeah, and then you and realize that's basically that, it. So then you realize that you left, you didn't really do a lot, and the war that is going on the entire time while you were in the military is still going on, and there's no victory. And all those fucking kids, and all those fucking kids you trained, die. they're all going to war now. Yeah. All those fucking kids you trained up, all those fucking 18, 19 year olds you took under your wing as an NCO, they're all doing the same dumb shit that you fucking did. My favorite fucking part right now, the only, one of the only things that's like, really makes me feel good is basically all my boots and all the people that were FOs, like under you guys, yeah. but were boots when you were leaving, Jared, yeah. and all that, they're all out now. Oh yeah, they're, they're all getting out. fucking because, out. Because I... I like I was, I was very vocal. Oh, me too. Last, At the end of my enlistment, I was like, "This is fucking gay." Everything dude, about this my, is fucking my gay. My last month in my last month in the Marine Corps, I got threatened with legal hold because I because of nothing because I was five minutes because early, the gunny hated you. Yeah, because I was five minutes early to a formation that I was told I was five minutes late to, and then I had to march to and from work about a half a mile, and marching in twenty nine palms in the middle of July is pretty fucking hell. And then we were late all the time to formations, like our battalion formations. Because you we were fucking marching. Because we were marching. And it was just like, I have a fucking car. Everybody else has a fucking car. They're doing this. It's just bullshit. And it's constant bullshit. And it's just like that all you, the fucking time. You guys, I mean, it probably happened to you, Jerry, but I know it happened to us. You remember those fucking briefs they give us about like trying to like basically a spirit of core and they try to remind you like why you joined the Marine Corps. Yes, yeah. they did these and things because and, the military sat around they're like, oh man, a, a lot of our like three and four year, literally they told us a lot of their three and four year fucking guys, the guys getting close to not enlisting, they fucking hate it. Yeah. They talk about how much they yeah. hate the military all the time. They, they talk about how much, they literally walk around and tell the guys they're in charge of, I can't wait to go back home and get fucking baked and fuck all these fucking high school bitches that I always wanted to fuck. That's what I'm going to do. Fuck this place. Fuck the Marine Corps. I mean, dude, one of the most popular songs of the Marine Corps is the EAS song, which is a Lance Corporal that was in Iraq. 
that made this fucking song. If you were in the military, you won't be able to appreciate it in its entirety, especially the Marine Corps, because a lot of it is saying in acronyms. Yeah. EAS, specifically the end of active service, service, so that's when you get out. But yeah, that was, you ask any fucking Marine about the EAS song, and it the, the entire song is basically about a dude can't wait to get the fuck out of the Marine Corps so he could basically live in a van, do drugs, and just fuck horse because Dude. it's better than being in the fucking Marine Corps. We, we had a song in Oki. It was, yeah. fuck me, I'm stuck in Oki. And we had a, there was this guy, uh, one of the corporals, he would walk around and, I mean, I was a corporal at the time too, but he was one of the other corporals and he, he was a radio operator with me and he'd, li- he'd literally walk in drunk as shit to the fucking barracks yeah. and go to the, like, the lounge where we all drank and he would just start playing it in the corner and everybody would be yelling it at the top of their yeah. lungs. Oh, Oki's fucking terrible. Dude, dude, I hear a, nothing, yeah. especially, I heard most of them from you guys, I hear nothing but horror stories dude, from fucking Oki. There's a part in the song that everyone likes, I forgot how the song went, but yeah. there's a part where it says like, he can't wait to go back home like in the States. And like, that's what we looked forward to being an Oki, was just going to America. Yeah, just Because we thought maybe it would be better there in some form of fashion. No. Because Oki was fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah Luke. I you thought it was going to be better. And then you came to possibly the one unit in the entirety of the United States that could be worse than fucking Oki. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> I literally got shit? fucked twice. I, I just know. got butt fucked in the Marine Corps constantly. Dude, like, all, all the did. butt fucking. And, and don't get me wrong, like, I brought most of it on myself because... I thought my well, your attitude, yeah, because my you, attitude you get, was completely you different. get deeper into it and you get more and more disgruntled. As we were talking about before, most Marines three, four so years in, conform. they fucking they just they're they're done with it. Well, and and like I mean, I I think I got like jump started into that thinking because I didn't have any NCOs. I had one NCO and he wasn't even in he wasn't even my NCO. He was an NCO in another shop in my platoon. Like I didn't have any NCOs. I had two. Female Marines, not to like diss on female Marines, but these two female Marines were fucking garbage. <laughs> One got pregnant by another Marine in Oki that was on a UDP. So he was there for six months and didn't know his fucking name. That's hilarious. <laughs> didn't know his fucking name. Fucking raw. And and like she was in charge of me like my first month into the in the fleet, and I was like, alright. Fuck off. You're, like, I you're, don't care. You're, so, like, I got you're a whore, I'm not listening. I literally got jump-started into this idea that, like, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And I'm just going to try and do my, like, little road that I know I can travel down. And not fuck with anybody else. And just fuck with me. But then everybody... Dude, even in the military, people fucking your road. And you're like, dude, get out of my fucking way. I'm just trying to do my shit. And it makes it even worse. Because then when you start doing your shit, if you are a competent person, the being a competent... Fucked. Being a competent person in the military is an instant magnet to get the full, like, 14-inch cock of the military (laughs) shoved straight up your fucking asshole. Because it's like you become a magnet. It's like, because instantly your fucking, your name is in the back of their fucking minds because they know you can get shit done. So then it's all of a sudden you're doing shit like I can't even train my fucking Marines because I'm running the fucking motor pool and I'm fucking running around and I gotta go jerk this fucking gunny off later so he doesn't fucking do shit <laughs> and I gotta walk around with this chief warrant officer and tell him how direction fucking works I gotta bend and over I gotta for fucking, the lieutenant yeah I, I gotta, gotta go fucking, fucking I, I gotta go I gotta go, I gotta go stand and parade I gotta go stand at parade rest so my captain who has less ribbons than me can use my ribbon stack to boot check a new lieutenant yeah dude. what yeah, that happened. Yeah. My fucking section commander, a captain, we got this kind of fresher captain, which whatever, dude. And because he had like, he had like 
three ribbons. So fucking, I walked into the fucking office and we had a new lieutenant there. And this motherfucker literally made me stand there. Obviously, he's an officer, so he's like, Jerry, get over here. Fucking stand there. Fucking yada, yada, yada. And fucking, I had to stand there, and this fucking dude sat there and, like, pointing out my fucking ribbon. Basically, used my ribbons to boot check the new lieutenant. And and that's why I want to kill myself every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid shit like that constantly. And that's yeah. why, like, and that's why you, I seriously the, am not that shocked that you see that the amount of people, it's not deployment that fucking kills people and given they didn't go into those fucking numbers any deeper to see how many of those because there's people that deploy that don't see any fucking combat yeah don't ever yeah. think that just because somebody fucking deployed that, that they, they were combat. that they were in the fucking war man they were probably fucking cleaning showers in fucking camp bastion yeah or they were fucking standing guard outside the fucking chow hall being fucking faggots and saying like stepper fight oorah every or, time you fucking walked in there checking people's f- for fucking belts yeah yeah or checking you to make sure you have your belt on. Or did you shave today? Yeah, yeah. fuck you. In country. Fuck off, Fuck dude. off. Yeah. <laughs> there's any, there's anyone that's listening that's active duty, like, if you get out of the military, try to surround yourself with other veterans, like, in any military yeah, branch. Yeah, for real. Like, I, if your I, friends are, if you have a friend or, or two friends, like, one, maybe one, two, I don't know, just move don't, in with them. Don't go back. Either, go back home and find another veteran. Find veteran groups. Yeah, because, like, honestly, the, the, the thing that, the thing that's helps, I, we may have gone through some shit, like, as we've gotten out, like, with the housing situations that we've put ourselves in. Yeah. And, like. But that's nothing. Dude, it's. Nothing. It is nothing compared to what the majority <laughs> of our friends that have gotten out and gone back home and had to just deal, deal with. Deal with all that by themselves. All, all by themselves. And, like, God, I am so, so fucking thankful that I've had, like the people that I've had surrounding me and like people will talk about echo chambers and shit like that. And I don't, I mean, all of our, 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 all of our ideals were very different when we first moved in and they've very much come together as we've talked about these things more. Yeah. But like, fuck dude, (laughs) half some days I think y'all saved my life. You two, our other two roommates, like it, it's like a because you have somebody there that you can relate to and, all the time, and like I don't even have to talk about like oh I'm having suicidal thoughts. Like I don't I don't even have to let that's not even something I have to say. It's like hey man, let's go get a drink. You know maybe I just had like a shit day and that's I got right, me dude. and you yeah. can bitch about shit in a way that 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 we can all mutually understand exactly. And it, because and like it, there's shit that's gonna piss you off that doesn't piss off normal people exactly. Like people that walk slow. Do physically, physically infuriate me. Makes like me it actually Ill. makes me want to punch you. Makes me fucking ill. Walk faster, bitch. Like Walk I have my fucking girlfriend. She starts walking all fucking slow, and she's like, "Wait for me. I have little legs. I can't catch up." I'm like, you "Better fucking walk faster because it's irritating." <laughs> like we're crossing a road. Stop acting like we're sightseeing. Yeah, let's like, go. Let's, we got it. I walk with purpose. Yes. And yeah. It's just like like there's it, there's an understanding, and like if you're active duty military right now. And you're on the verge of getting out or you are planning to get out. You're a year in and you're like me and you're like already have your countdown and you're ready to get out. And you're like, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Start finding really good friends. Honestly, as gay as it sounds, it makes you, it makes you feel so much better once you're out because you can start a fucking podcast and bitch about it to other people. As gay as it sounds, if you're a fucking veteran and you're fucking kind of by yourself, Dude, go to the VFW. Yeah, for as real. Gay, as gay as that sounds, I promise you, for one, at the end of the day, it's cheap alcohol. And two, you're going to, dude, it's just somebody to talk to, man. 
or at the very least, the way veterans work, it's somewhere where you're going to be able to sit down and down a couple fucking beers and nobody's going to bother you yeah. because veterans don't just fucking start walking up. Hey man, how you doing? Hey man, we don't, no, we're very, very fucking, we're social creatures that cut off socialization amongst each other. Yeah, exactly. Like you'll be able to sit there in like that fucking just, VFW and actually just, enjoy your fucking drink and nobody will bug you. And you just want to be around people so you don't feel like you're crazy. Yeah. Like, dude, when I first got out and I wasn't coming and hang out with you and our other roommate, like, I would literally just go to the bar and, like, try to be by myself, but, like, reintroduce myself to society because it was so hard for me at first. But then there was another dude that was a, a reservist in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and he was he, he got out, too. And I ended up talking to him, and, like, I'd show up. Like, I didn't even have this guy's number. I didn't have nothing. I'd show up on a Friday night, and, you know, majority of the time, Friday, Saturday nights, he'd end up showing up, too, and we'd just sit there. We didn't talk a whole lot, but we'd sit there right next to each other and we'd just be like, like we'd talk about some things and then we'd sit there and drink our drinks. That's beautiful. And it was, that's all I wanted. Like I just needed, it was just something to like help me work back into trying to be a civilian. Yeah. Trying to, you literally are like, it's like relearning a whole different culture again. Because they truly do. Like, when you go to boot camp, like, it's, it's in the program. It's in the newsletter that they fucking sell you. Like, they dehumanize you. They break yeah. you down. Yeah. And then they... You they talk re- in the fucking third person. Yeah, you have This to- recruit this. This recruit needs to use the bathroom. This recruit is fucking hungry, sir. What the fuck? And everything is sir. Like, you don't, you don't use fucking rank at all until you become a Marine. Everything's this... This person, this recruit, this recruit... Yeah, this, you don't exist that. as a human being Yeah, anymore. you aren't a human being. And then You're- they rebuild you into this kind of fucking just retard and then that's you for four years yeah. and you kind of like discombobulate recombobulate yourself as you go through the four years like because you get away from the drill instructors the combat instructors and mct are kind of autistic but like they they, they don't do a good job of like keeping you fucking autistic they're the ones so that then you go a on billet that didn't want to be di's yeah <laughs> so then like you kind of eventually either remold yourself or you stay retarded and then you wind up being a first sergeant in charge of a bunch of fucking people making them fucking hate their lives Yep, basically. Because you're you're barely competent enough to m- survive in the Marine Corps. You'd probably not survive outside of the military, and you sure as hell should not make decisions. It's a uh, somebody. Uh, it's a lose lose. It's um, actually I got this from fucking Insurgency Knitting Circle, their fucking podcast, their second episode. He fucking talks about it. He said it beautifully. In the military, they will raise you to your highest level of incompetence. They will bring <laughs> you up. You will excel into the rank that you can be the most possibly incompetent at, and that's where you're staying. Because it's impossibly hard to demote anybody. Yeah. And this ties all back into fucking suicide because the people that are in charge of you, the military is not a fucking democracy. The military is not this fucking place where you it's have rights. socialism. You're, 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 the military is where you get fucking told what to do, and if they have more chevrons on their chest, then you fucking do it. It's an authoritative state. You literally get taught, discipline is instant willing obedience to all orders. Exactly. And you have to repeat that constantly. So... Kill. These fucking idiots, when we talk about these retards being put in fucking command, like, no, that's what fucking causes this shit. That's why people that don't have to experience war still get out and want to put a fucking bullet in their head. Exactly. That's, that's all it is. And I think, uh, I think that could be our taxpayer story. You, uh, send kids to fight in some bullshit wars just to come home and put bullets in their head. Yeah. Nah, there you go. There's your fucking taxpayer funding. I told a kid to commit suicide one time. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, you got to tell that story. Okay, so as many as there are fucking, there is a suicide thing, there are fucking, you you do deal with people in the military that 100% are not going to kill themselves 
but it's pretty much those little bitch made fucking kids that got told like you can do anything you set your fucking heart to and they're like i want to go be a soldier <laughs> but they're not at all ready to be a soldier so they get yelled at for like the first fucking time they're like i'm gonna kill myself yeah and then they basically say okay you gotta well, go for they're it. just they're just attention they're just attention seekers yeah, yeah. Right? like they 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 don't like that like they were probably you know doing really well in boot camp and really well in their school or whatever. And then they got to the and, fleet and they're and garbage. They, and they got to the fleet and they kind of just skated by because it doesn't mean shit if you're good in boot camp. It yeah. doesn't mean shit if you're good in MCT. I was squad leader in boot camp. It doesn't mean shit that you're you're good at your school because everything that you learn at your school, like your job school for the military, doesn't correlate to anything that you do in I the fleet. Say, I got hazed more because I was top of my class in my school. Because I beat the sergeant that was in the school with me and we were stationed together. So he told all the other NCOs that I was like this cocky fuck that thought he knew everything because I got top shooter, which and was not at all the case. But basically, he was just pissed off because he fucking sucked. I beat him. Yeah. But yeah, so like yeah. Th- this one kid, <laughs> Typo knows the story too. Who was it? The kid that I told to jump off their deck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I showed up. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say my part. Right, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, weirdly enough, weirdly enough. All right, I just want to preface this, though, with, like, I was super fucking chill. Like, if you, if there's one thing that you've learned from this podcast, I was, I was not a screamer. I think I yelled once when I was in 29 Palms, and it was to fuck with these kids because they lost their fucking gear, and... We, we had it the entire time because he left it somewhere and it was whatever. He lost his that, body armor. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal and we were just fucking with him. So I yelled one time and I didn't, that was probably the only time in my entire career that I yelled. Most people that were under me, I became friends with after the Marine Corps or while I was in the Marine Corps and they had been in for a while. Like I'm a, I was, I was not the atypical Marine and yeah. And everybody higher than me hated me because of the way I dealt with my Marines. But my Marines fucking loved me. And this kid fucking loved me. Even after this situation, he still fucking loved me. I took him to all of his appointments. But he was fucking stupid and he knows it. But go ahead, Typo. Yeah, so, well, me, weirdly, like, I still think this is pretty fucking weird. But uh, me and Luke have been together in the, like, we're pretty much together in the Marine Corps the entire time. Maybe, what I mean by that is we're the same unit in Okinawa. And then I went to 1st Tank Battalion in 29 Palms. He went to 311. And strangely enough, 311 and 1st Tank Battalion shared the same fucking barracks. Yeah. Yeah. It was was really weird that, like, I showed up and Luke was, like, right across the fucking basketball court for me. It fucking worked out. And Typo and I were close in Oki, but we weren't that close in Oki. Yeah. But, like, once he came to, like, we were talking with one of our other roommates, too, to try and get 29 Palms. And then that's where we all became super fucking close. But, uh... I don't know. I was already there for a little bit, and it was like a Thursday, and uh, I it's mean, field day. It was field day, but I only had like two Marines, so it was pretty easy for me to check their rooms and be like, "All right, you're fucking good." And but, field day is when you have to clean a room, and then your higher echelons have to come in and inspect it, make sure it's clean. Yeah, it turns into a fuck fest most times. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, so I was done with my shit, and I was wa- <laughs> was walking over to Luke's barracks because I think we were gonna go to the gym. Or Maybe we're just gonna play video yeah, games. Yeah, because I didn't really do much on field day because I didn't have very many Marines. Yeah, yeah. The other part of my section had a whole bunch of Marines, but I didn't, so I didn't really do a whole lot for that. Yeah. But yeah. So, so I, I started walking over, 
or and oh, I was still in uniform, so I think we we're gonna go to the chow hall together. Yeah, I think so. So then I walk over and I walk up the stairs, and then I don't really know what's going on, but I just see Luke yelling at this kid uh, that's at uh, the top of like fourth deck or whatever. Yeah. And I don't really know what you said at first, but I just walk mm-hmm. up and uh, all I hear is, just then fucking jump! Fucking do it already! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, so, alright, so this is what, this is what happened. In, <laughs> my room was fucking clean. I was done for the day, basically. And the other junior marines were outside cleaning our little common. area, our common areas. And then they were released to, or I think they were about to get released to go clean their rooms. So they got released to go clean their rooms and this one fucking kid and he'd been a problem child the entire time he had gotten there and he'd only been there for like a month and a half, dude. Like he, he wasn't even there that fucking long. He was from California. Yeah, he was from California. He went home every weekend and I told him to go home every weekend because I didn't care. Like like you're not really supposed to. Where he lived was kind of outside the range of the... Uh, the 250 mile yeah the, the mile mile range miles but it, yeah and he had a girlfriend out there and I was like dude just go home if you don't get in trouble if you're not doing stupid shit then you'll be fine so I, I, I fucking let him go do that shit and he decides that he's tired of getting told what to do by the other NCOs in, in, in his job like his immediate leadership I was a sergeant they were all corporals so like they kind of had like, I had kind of, like, final say in, in a lot of things. So, like, with him going on, like, his his weekends, whatever, I would approve it. But, like, they would be in charge of his, like, day-to-day stuff. And they were fucking dumb. But they would... So they just fucked with this kid all the time. because And once you see weakness, it's like... It's like we're like fucking point. sharks. Yeah, it's like, that's what I was going to say. It's like sharks. You, you smell blood, you fucking attack. And so, like, all these NCOs, they smell blood... Because this kid's kind of kind of weak, kind of weak mentally, you know. Like he he just gets butt hurt easily. So then they fuck with him because that's one of the things you kind of have to do is you have to tough, toughen people up. If you if can't, hand, if you can't handle being fucking and, yelled at, you're not gonna be handled being shot and, at. And our unit was our 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 section deployed, so yeah. they didn't want him to be a bitch when he deployed. And I mean, it's a much different idea that we have now on that. But anyway, so he. He, they, they would fuck with him. So he decides that after he gets turned away to go clean his room, he's going to go up to third deck and try to jump off. The, or he's going to tell every... That's the thing. He's going to tell everybody that he's going to jump off third deck. Nobody else is up there. All the other Marines are just like looking at him like, I uh, wonder if he's going to do it. And then, one, and then one of the Marines came into my room and was like, hey, Sergeant, blah, 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 blah. This guy's trying to kill himself. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go up there and... And I'm like talking to him and I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Like, why are, why are you saying you're trying to kill yourself? Why, what, what's going on? And he's like, I can't stand it. My girlfriend just broke up with me. And uh, she says the distance is too far. And I was like, you know, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm trying to like talk him. And then, and then he just keeps, he keeps changing his story on why he's killing himself. Like, he's like, well, it's not really my girlfriend. It's more so because I have to drive so far and blah 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 and I actually broke up with her so he keeps changing this fucking thing and he just wants attention and in the Marine Corps like we said earlier if you say you're gonna commit suicide you usually get separated yeah you get sent home yeah so that's 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 what he was trying to do that's what he was trying to accomplish he was done being in the military because he kept getting shit on 
and he was far away as his family, and he yeah. couldn't deal with it anymore. No admin step you. So and basically, it's like you just wasted your time. It's like you were never in the military. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just nothing. Bye. Yeah. You don't get your benefits. You don't, no. but you don't get any like negative <laughs> effects on your thing. But then he started being like, uh, like, he just started like bitching at me about it. And I was like, dude, all right, I don't think you're going to kill yourself. And he was like, no, I'm going to kill my, I'm going to jump off this ledge. And I was like, why haven't you yet? <laughs> And he's like, what? Like, that's not what he was expecting at all. No. And I'm like, why haven't you yet? I was like, I think you just want to talk right now. And I was like, we can sit here and talk or you can sit here and bitch at me. But I'm not going to let you sit here and bitch at me. So either jump or fucking don't jump. Or I'm going to throw you off. Like, pick one. I can help you. I don't care. And like, I was just, you know, bullshitting with him, but... Like, he was pissing me the fuck up. So then at a certain point, he's like, well, I don't know if I want to. And I was like, then why am I wasting my fucking time here? And that's when I started blowing up. And I was like, just fucking jump already. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it, you pussy. Just fucking do it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh. And then that's when one of our staff's NCOs showed up. And he's like, hey, Sergeant, like, chill out. And I was like, Staff Sergeant, he's being a fucking bitch. He won't fucking jump. I'm fucking done with this. He's not even my Marine. And I was like, I tried to help him. He's being an asshole. Fuck him. Yeah, let him he jump. was never going to fucking kill himself. No, he wasn't. And Because guess what? When veterans fucking kill themselves or people in the military kill themselves, tell they anybody. don't fucking tell anybody. You just know what they do? They just say, fuck you, and they put a bullet in their head. Or, or they, they fucking, fucking just hang themselves. Hang themselves with a McMath belt. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. And a McMath belt is the issued belt that you get for, like, completing your martial arts course. Yeah. That's it's the belt you have to wear on your trousers. Which yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. But, you know, that's your taxpayer story. I told a kid to go kill himself. All right. Well, now announcements. So, uh, fucking, our we have another guest next week. We're gonna have fucking Car Camp it Ooh. from Fagcast. Ayo. Friends Against Government podcast. If you haven't already, you should definitely check them out. I love their Luke. Luke is the kind of man on them. He likes certain episodes, but I am a <laughs> hardcore fag. I love Friends Against Government. I, I mean, love I'm a Fagcast. fag. Um, yeah, but we're going to have Car Campit. He's a big Bitcoin guy. So we're going to have Car Campit. Come on and yes. listen to all my super heavily idiotic, not fucking at all knowledgeable fucking questions about Bitcoin. Cause I know fuck all about it. Basically. I'm always been a beans bullion and fucking bullets kind of guy. <laughs> so like, I'm, you know, I'm kind of interested to hear what he has to say about how can Bitcoin help the fighting mongoose? Yeah. That's what real. I want to know. That's a good question. Yeah, dude. But yeah, we're, so we're going to have him on next week. That should yeah. be fun. We've, we've gotten a couple, like, it's been, what, every two weeks we do a guest? Yeah. And it probably won't be like that forever, but... Well, we're just, we have guests right now, so we like talking to people. It's yeah. fun. And it, I think it brings a different aspect to our show, instead of us just yeah. bitching about the Marine Corps most and of the, the time. <laughs> and the fag cast is definitely a, uh, car camp, it will feel right at home with our kind of banter here. Well, and uh, honestly, like, the fag cast guys, they they helped us out a lot when we first started oh, fuck yeah. trying to figure out how to do this podcast yeah. thing. Great so. batch of dudes. Funny guys. So I'm really glad that they're going to be on, or at least car camp, it's going to be on. We'll have to get Bird bird on yeah just don't just don't uh just don't cough when birds in a toilet stall because yeah, you might get a shit roll put yeah, toilet yeah, paper thrown at you i fucking know <laughs> yeah dude it's he's he lives in queens man it's a very violent place i think i think <laughs> new then, york new york were, city and the was, military <laughs> are the two places that have the utmost levels of he, unnecessary but, violence but I, I always laugh because then he was like he was like well it's new york and blah 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 blah, blah and they're like okay like they said it was New York but like all the people I know in New York they would have thrown like all the 
the guys that I know that are from New York, uh, maybe it's because they were in the military or whatever, they throw the toilet, like, paper roll, and then they'd walk outside the fucking stall, and they'd wait there for the guy to come out. Like, yeah, dude. Bird, Bird wasn't Bird. looking for a fight. Bird was looking for an own. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, this motherfucker's gonna fucking cough at me while I'm in the fucking toilet stall. Allegedly. I'm gonna get your ass. Allegedly. <laughs> hey, you don't fuck with a guy in an Olive Garden bathroom stall. That shit was so Especially funny. in Queens. That's where the fucking violence happens. That shit was so fucking funny. But yeah, so we're gonna have Car Campit on. Maybe we'll have Bird on. I don't know. He's kinda, kinda... He's kind of the violent one, man. I don't know. Yeah, that might be fun. Uh, right? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to have them on, though. Anytime they want. Um, yeah, I'd be, I think next week's going to be pretty cool. I just want to uh, learn about know. Bitcoin, honestly. Yeah, I don't know shit about fucking Bitcoin. Yeah, I want to learn more about Bitcoin. Dude, don't you guys... You guys invested in Bitcoin, right? I yeah. invested, in, I invested <laughs> in the stock of Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I didn't actually buy Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, God. I don't, know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't even I'm, know what I'm doing. I because I don't know what I'm doing, I understand stocks a little bit. So I was like, I'll just buy the Bitcoin stock. And I made, I mean, I, I made a little bit of money off of it, but not that much. But I need to start, like, buying actual Bitcoin. Bit- but I don't know how to actually buy... Well, I know how to... But I don't know how to like keep it safe because I yeah. feel you like, don't know how to make it have a wallet and yeah. fucking all that yeah. country. Like I have no a keys. Coinbase account, but I don't even know if that's the right one to have. Dude, how do you like what's know. Bitcoin mining? Like I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, I just yeah, know I it's know. expensive. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, well, yeah. So that'll be fun. So those hopefully some of you are interested in that, and I'm definitely gonna have a lot of retarded questions. So it'll be a good time. Final thoughts. Don't fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Don't kill yourself. Look. The, listen. We, we know you, you have fucking brothers out there. We know you have guys you serve with. Fucking call them. They will listen to you. Dude. You fucking know they will. Stop being stupid. Fucking hit us up. We're probably, we're pretty yeah, fucking dude. chill. Yeah. You need to talk to somebody. Talk to me on the Twitter, man. Come on to my Twitter. Yeah. If it's real serious, one of us will probably give you our phone numbers. Probably. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I might call you a bitch a couple times, but I yeah. won't tell you to kill yourself. Sometimes, sometimes you need to be told not to be a bitch. Hey, sometimes you do. Sometimes, and I think that's another thing. Like, it's just like, sometimes you need to be told what's up. It's like, dude, if you went through if you went through Fallujah, don't let a bill make you kill yourself. Like, yeah. come on, dude. Yeah. So, I th- I think that's yeah. my final thought. Don't fucking kill yourself. Yeah. If you don't be a government statistic. Yeah. If you're not in the military and thought about joining the military, don't do it. Don't do it. You have a more likely chance of harming yourself than dying and by war. Some yeah, eighteen yeah. year old. You think you're going to get killed by a fucking enemy in some glorious war? No, you're just going to put a bullet in your head because you see no other way out about six years yeah. from now. Sir, fucking and if, and if you're in the military, man, that sucks. Sorry. Get just out. Get out. It's like the movie. Put your head down. <laughs> just keep looking at EAS clock, baby. You'll yeah. get out. Put and your then, head down. Do your best, man. Just go. There's an end. It gets better. Surround yourself with friends. And then, when, and then when you get out, yeah, surround yourself with veterans like Typo said. And, dude, move to move to the hubs. That are like huge with vets. Yeah, those Phoenix, actually, Arizona. Yeah. There's a shit ton of us here. Go to anywhere in Texas. Texas. There's a shit ton of them there. SoCal. Yeah. SoCal. Fuck. Are those like basically apartment complexes only for veterans? Yeah. Yeah. They have ASU is building a whole apartment yeah. complex for just vets. <laughs> That's gonna be a shit show. It's gonna be the Probably. fucking barracks. But it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be the barracks. So you're gonna have fun. Uh, none of the door locks are gonna but, work because everybody's kicking in each other's fucking doors and be broken glass everywhere. Cigarette burns in the fucking walls. In your Shit's arms. gonna get intense there. <laughs> but I mean, it's awesome. I, I I feel like the suicide rate at ASU for vets are gonna go down. <laughs> yeah, damn right. But anyway, yeah, this is uh, so Jared at at the mongoose oh eight six one, the mongoose. I'm typo. 
At the real typo. I'm That's at, gay. I'm at keep it real Luke. That's super gay. I made it in high school. Fuck off. I'm not changing it. <laughs> No case. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, that's the shit show. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, catch us next week with Car Camp It, and we're out. Stay frosty, mongooses. Stay frosty, boys. Not a militia. <laughs>